0: I just scored D.O.A. D-O-A Two till the head I shot the bitch for day No joke I smoked blunt, jock. You heard from blocks <laughs> That was right, right on time Right there,
1: huh? You were supposed to cuss, man uh, You know? No, I didn't I'm, finish I'm, it I didn't uh, finish uh, it. I, just, I, just I just said it. I just said She, she. I, You could have been saying White sheets Clean the sheets Right? As uh, as NCH once said She so so uh we, th- this was this is a happening this week because uh we're we're going all crazy with the school starting and then work, work is work is dealing me crazy right now. You know, four thirty AM starts I gotta I gotta work probably like ten hours, twelve hours tomorrow. And then I gotta do another ten hours on Friday. So I had I had to squeeze this in here. So it has, this has to be short short and stout. The man-man entered your house and then come back out. Come home to party. At work, had a hard day. Look around the house, saying, "Where the hell are they?" So let's let's just jump into it right now. All right. Um, so where would you want to start? Um, you know, we had the paper. So I am bad. I bad news, Ramen, All right. right. And you better have my donut. This is true. And uh, so here's here's the thing. So I'll I'll get into it. Um, you know, it, it seems that Raw and SmackDown, they they kind of flip and flop in terms of what's the better show. Um, I didn't watch um, Backlash because uh, I was going to. But I read the results online, and it just seems there's a lot of like gimmicks that a lot, a lot of gimmicks and chicanery that was happening. You know, like uh, Randy Orton didn't face uh, Bray Wyatt because he got hurt, and then Kane came out and beat Bray Wyatt, which that makes a lot of sense. And then uh, Dean Ambrose uh, lost to uh, AJ Styles, and but it was through a low blow, and it wasn't like a straight up loss, right? And then you had like John Cena come out to a ton of booze. And he cut. He cuts a promo where he, he starts dissing people, and then people love him for it. They're jumping up and down. So, there we go. Yeah. And, so, and let me ask you something, too. You, you, even though I'm not letting you say anything, but let me ask you something. John Cena, over the past, like, two months, he's been doing jobs for everybody. Does that change your perception of him at all, or is he still John Cena? Um, is he being right by the business? I, I don't think it's that as much as, like, he's not
0: a full-time performer right now. So... In a way, he is he is doing right by the business, being that he's not he's not there um, consistently right now. Um, and I feel like, especially after watching SmackDown, like uh, it's a setup to to bring because they're really playing up the uh, he's gonna he's got a chance to tie a Ric Flair angle and the 16 time and all that, which I, I really don't want to see. And I, and honestly, I mean, I know it's um, as 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 my man uh, Brad Pitt would say. Inevitable. But um, if he's on a part time performance right now, I think he should continue to let um, to put AJ Styles over and let AJ have a solid run. And then and John Cena, if he continues to do jobs and then in the time that you know he comes back and he's gonna have a run, and he's gonna be there for a while, then then I'll be able to live with it, I think. I did really though, since we're on the topic, I,
1: are, are we on the topic
0: of John Cena yeah. Okay. And then specifically, I'm going to say um, on that SmackDown main event, um, I, I thought it was like I don't, I don't understand what people get all excited about John Cena and like even is, like certain is dead, people is a dead horse in the corner. No, I know, but it's like there's people that, that I, I you know I see on Twitter and that, that actually like I like kind of their views on wrestling that that will say things like oh you know SmackDown needs John Cena real bad. I don't see how that is right. The guy comes in. He really doesn't do anything for the match. Kills the
1: momentum. Kills, right. Kills the show.
0: And then, like, but, I mean, they... they at the top of his voice The Champions Well, here. I'm not even going to talk about how bad the promos are. I'm, I'm not even going to discuss that part of it. But it's like, so, it, it made sense through the tag match. Like, Dean Ambrose was being Dean Ambrose. He didn't want to tag out. So, you know, that's fine. You know, you're kind of, like, hiding John Cena or whatever. Um, but then they go through this long match, and then you finally get to the end part. And Miz, who I want to... I want to talk about Miz today, actually. Um... But he he runs in, and Miz has been doing like pretty good work recently. He runs in, seems does his uh, his uh, his weak ass uh, like kind of I don't know spinning power bomb kind of move. Does one uh, does five knuckle shuffle, picks him up, beats him, and that's it. Like really does nothing in this match. Uh, his his standard week three moves, and then everyone goes crazy. Like everyone else is is putting in all this work in the match, and and like you're gonna go jumping up and down just because John Cena does his uh, his three sorry moves and gets a pin and doesn't really do anything within the match. So I I still don't get it, but, you know, I'm fine with as long as, like, wins like that and a tag team, like, um, main event is just thrown together, I'm fine if he wins those matches um, because then, you know, it it probably makes it more likely that he'll lose when uh, it comes to uh, fighting against – AJ for that title but I think AJ needs to he's earned the run he's he's been one of the best performers if not the best performer on WWE television ever since he's joined the company um, and you know as much as I didn't really you know want to see the Ambrose title run um I think I think it served his purpose and I think on the overall I'd say it was a positive I'm not gonna say it was a great title run but I think he had a positive title run and I think it was time to move on to AJ and AJ needs to, he needs to get an opportunity to be the guy for a while, and, and uh, I think they need to let that happen.
1: I thought that, I, I can't believe I'm saying this, but I would have probably liked to see Ambrose probably have two or three more opponents, and then get into a program with AJ. I, I felt that it kind of, I kind of felt it ended too early, especially kind of like the whole, like, kind of neutral momentum that's going on, and. He was kind of like the the flag bearer of that, um, you know, especially with Kevin Owens on the other side. But I mean, it wasn't because it was. I don't know. I mean, Ambrose, I guess, was he was becoming steady, right? Like I was kind of kind of becoming used to him and just kind of uh, what he did well and, and his shortcomings as well. Like he he was he was a very serviceable champion, and um, you know, I, I think if if it's if it's a case where. If it's if it isn't broke, you don't need to fix it yet, right? And I don't. I, I didn't see Ambrose as a champion being a hindrance to the company. I thought I thought he kind of earned to kind of have two or three more months, or even four or five, or drop it at WrestleMania. I don't know. I, you know, I, I feel I feel that AJ AJ. You're right. AJ is the best performer, but I think that and correct me if I'm wrong, but I think AJ can get in a program with anybody and, and make that the match of the night. And I don't know if, if throwing the title on him. I mean, of course, throwing the title on right now as a company, you're saying like, "Hey, we have the best wrestler on the planet, and and he's our he's our he's our title bearer." And I don't even know if that's true because I think you have Ibushi and Shinsuke, you know, <laughs> and even like Samoa Joe down at NXT. But in terms of like the best performer on Raw, uh, you throw the belt on him. So I'm I'm fine with it, but I, I felt as I felt that, Amherst's reign was too short.
0: You know, I I definitely wouldn't have wanted to see it last to WrestleMania or even five months, I think would have been way too long. Um, I, th- I can kind of agree that, that the title change was rushed. There was no real buildup for Ambrose and AJ Styles or the buildup was pretty short. So if they wanted to, um, dra- play that out a little bit and have Ambrose beat AJ once or twice before he dropped the belt, I wouldn't have had a problem with that. But, um, I think, you know, I- I've been critical of their decisions to, uh, have a guy that's hot and ready to be the champion before, and they drag it out and drag it out, and they lose momentum. So I'm not going to complain.
1: So I mean, you felt, I mean, you felt that way about AJ Styles because to me, AJ Styles was was this performer that I don't feel that he needed the belt because I mean, he was putting on the best match every you know every pay per view he's in. He's put on the best match. He's been on the best match when he was on Raw on just regular WWE television. But I wasn't planning for him to win the win the title. Right? Were you, you kind of going? I mean, do you kind of feel like the best performer has to have the title on? Because I mean, it wasn't like he was—he kept on going against people and, and like losing it, losing his title opportunities and stuff.
0: Um, I'm I'm leery of the track record of WWE taking guys like I'll go back to the Daniel Bryan reign where it was the right time to put this belt on this guy and they kept starting stop, start and stop, and then by the time they actually put the belt on him, um, it, it, it wasn't happening anymore, and then he gets hurt, right? So I, just, I think AJ deserves it. I think he's the best performer um i think it legitimizes aj in a lot of ways for um like the wwe audience the people that weren't super familiar with his work before he came in and then on top of it as much as i I think we're kind of agreeing we're not big like uh ambrose marks but you know i i I was i was i was fine with uh the champion that he became um but i think aj's better um and i'll say too to what you're saying um um, about AJ being able to put on the best match in, in, in all the shows and every show he's on um, that match the, the the backlash match that he had with Ambrose was a good match and it was one of the more enjoyable matches that I've watched with Dean in a while like Dean is a good character as a champion but my biggest problem with Dean is always his, his ring work is kind of sloppy and weak at, at at certain points and I thought they meshed really well it was, it was a good match I'm not going to say it was wasn't a great great match um i'm not gonna say very good uh um, but it was a good match it it was it was worthy of being um uh, the main event of that show so um that said i i i just think um i think it's i think it's time i think it's time for a j not not anything against Ambrose uh, you know if, if if it played out a little bit longer i wouldn't have had a big issue but i I'd, I'd rather i'd rather have them put the belt on a j sooner than
1: Wait too long, and then something goes wrong, and they miss an opportunity. I'm, I'm saying right now, like, what the heck happened to AJ? I mean, what happened to him, dude? Because, the guy, I mean, the, the main thing with with our knock against AJ Styles is that he was terrible on the mic. The guy's cutting good promos. Uh, he, he's he's found his niche of, of the promos that he's supposed to cut. Like he's he's not like trying to be funny. Uh, he's not trying to be like overly confident. But it, it comes out that you know comes out that way. Maybe he is, but. Right now, I mean, the transformation that this guy has done—like it started in New Japan, uh, but he was he was terrible in New Japan on the mic, right? But but at the same time, I think the Japanese audience expects something different from people that cut their promos because I mean, hell, like you you, like you listen to you know you can't listen to Tanahashi, but you read what Tanahashi says in his promos or even Nakamura, and they're not saying anything. Like like Nakamura says like, "Are you entertained?" and people go nuts, right? And Tanahashi's like Tanahashi will say like, you know, like oh you know, I sweated, you know, 10% more than I did last time. And and like women are like taking their bras off and throwing at him in Japan. Right. So that, you know, it's, it's funny. Like I never thought he'd make that leap, but there has been, not been any time in WWE where I'm looking at AJ Styles going, I'm like, this guy is not good on the mic. He's lacking here. He's lacking there. First couple of promos, he was finding his way, but there's only like two or three promos in. And all of a sudden, you know, he's one, he's probably one of the best promo guys and the best performer in the ring. And I never, I never thought
0: I would say that. Yeah, I'm not super high on his promos. I think they're, they're more than competent. I think early on, I think Gallows and Guns were, were kind of a crutch for him, um, and, and that and that that was fine. But I mean, I would guess maybe the fact that he could cut promos in Japan, where no one really knew what he was saying anyway, and I'm sure he could try different things and not have to worry about criticism of it, and and help to develop the voice that he's now got, and and that he has works um and specifically i think backing up with the ring work i think i think the ring work that, that he's putting in validates uh, what he's doing on the mic so you know i'm still i'm, I'm not going to go as far as say his promos are great he has some really did, did, did i say they're great you did say great okay um i think that there's there's certain promos that he has that that are, are approaching that level um but overall like he went from a like if i'm if i'm putting on like um Grading scale, he went from like an averaging like a like a C minus to a D promo to now he's like a solid B B plus and, and every time
1: every once in a while he knocks it out of the park. So um, well, I mean, granted, there is no, I mean, the only person that's cutting promos, the only people that are cutting promos for the most part are New Day, and Zone Kaz, and uh, Chris Jerobo and Kevin Owens. Right? I mean, it's like it's not like it's the promos of the past. Mm-hmm. Um, I think for what promos are now. Maybe they're they're very good, uh, but in, in comparison of, of what we're kind of approaching with the way promos are in this current state of the WWE meta, um, I would probably say they're great. But when you stack them up against the you know greatest promos of all time, you yeah, know, grading, yeah. On, grading on a curve, they grading on he, the curve, get, grading on the bell curve. Right. He gets he gets a B minus or, well, or a B because yeah. everybody else is so bad. Right.
0: Yeah. yeah, yeah, he's near the top of promos. Um, of current yeah. WWE Superstars. You, you remember that
1: bell curve? Like, you know, like oh, yeah. professors would be like, oh, I grade you on the bell curve, and people would like, go all nuts, oh, the bell curve. And then, like, and then they explain it, and like, dude, like, can you just take the test, dude? I, I don't understand what you're trying to say.
0: Yeah. It was dumb. I, I the know. bell curve was dumb. Yes, yeah. but, uh, but let's not belabor
1: that point. Um, <laughs> I'm just saying people were dancing in the streets. You know. Girls are taking their training bras off. And they were throw, thrown, throw, and they're throwing a bad news ramen over here. <laughs> oh, where they? Had. I, I had the trick though. Back see, in the day, see, see, when I went to school, like watches were still in style. So I, I used to get like the I used to get the black the black covered watch, you know. So it was like glass, and then it had like a black backing. So I, I would like take it up, and I'd like you know, wherever the hot chick was, I'd like just kind of look at the reflection of the hot chick, so I could just watch her all day in class. Yeah, I was, I was smart, dude. You know?
0: those classes were born, dude. I thought I thought they were always checking out uh, bad news ramen. Well, you know, why, I mean, why, why would you need to go to such lengths? Hey man,
1: I, I like I like I like window shopping. Dude. You know, I like I like window shopping. I like and them girls the like you, you, you can only you can only talk about the gross national product of Sao Tomé Principe for, for oh so long, right? You, you kind of have to have you know take your time up and you know that that watch watch got me through many a class, dude. I hear you. I hear you. That's, that's good. That's good, bro.
0: Um, let's see. So, at some point, I, w- I wanted to talk about The Miz. Well, wanna, the point is now. It. Okay, let's go. Um, it's time. It's Vader.
1: <laughs> so, here, here's the thing with The Miz. Um, I can like how you just roll up the punches, dude. <laughs> I'm, I'm like, <laughs> channeling my inner Vader. And he was like, well, here, let's talk about The Miz. But anyways, you're, you're like, you're like, Favre, Freddy, talking to Shinehead, dude. Pretty much.
0: I can't, I can't go into the, uh, the vast depth of Vader knowledge that you can um plus you said we have to get through this one okay so I'm, i'm trying to keep it moving here um so i think miz is is doing some of if not the best work of his career um i think um and i'm not a big miz fan by any means um but like that i don't know if you caught it maybe not watched the actual show but it was all over social media for a while he had sort of a work shoot um Interview yeah. with uh with Daniel Bruin, uh, Daniel Bryan on the and SmackDown line. He did all Daniel Bryan's moves during, right. moves during Backlash and stuff. Right. I, I think Daniel Bryan. I'm not sorry. I think The Miz has reached a point right now, and I'm, I'm I'm shocked to say it. Right, but he's kind of reached a point to the where the New Day was at about a year ago. To where remember when they lost the titles and uh, we were like kind of okay with it um, because we thought you know I, we thought. It was a fight for the prime time players to get a run and see what they could do, but when New Day didn't have the belt, it, it didn't feel quite right. And then when they got it back, then everything was kind of right with the world again. And and I feel like, though I really don't want Miz to be the Intercontinental Champion, and uh, obviously I would have liked for Dolph Ziggler to win that match. I think that that Miz's character is really strong right now, and I think that it would lose uh, a lot of luster. If he didn't have that title, so I don't know. I don't know exactly what it is. I, I think his his mic work is a lot better right now. His ring work is still what it is. It's, it's gotten better over the years. Not he's not terrible in the ring, but I think he's really viable right now. And I think he's kind of worked himself into a good position um, in the company and on the SmackDown roster, where like he's a pretty he's a pretty viable champion right now. And I, I never I never thought I'd say that
1: about the Miz. Well, I think he has a lot of the hunky tonk effect, right? I mean, like, honky Tonk Man was, like, champion, internal you know, champion for a long time. And you, you had, and the differences with this one was that you had, like, two or three wrestlers on the chase, right? Like, Morocco, well, not Morocco so much, but, like, Bruce Barber, Beefcake, like, faced the honky Tonk Man, like, 800 times. And, and he, lost, he lost probably three times. And he won uh, 797 times, uh, I mean, all, all, all through disqualification. Um, so I mean there isn't a chase but what I really like about the Miz and, and what I like about what I like about SmackDown right now, a couple things. I mean there, there's a lot of things in SmackDown that, that I'm starting to like. And it's it's more storybook driven than anything else. But being with the brand slip, brand slip brand split, he's able to get the time on the mic, right? He doesn't have to do his stupid Miz show like he had to do on Raw, right? Like he could actually do like he could actually do like an actual like segment. I think Maurice brings a lot to the table. And and I think, you know, they both interact really well. I mean, Miz to me started taking off when Maurice came back because, you know, you had the ballet. uh, You know, now, you know, now he can win in a way in his matches with manager interference. And I think their interference, even though it's old, it's a throwback. So so I I enjoy it. Um, Yeah, I, I think, you know, I think he's the perfect intercontinental champion right now. Just because I don't see any faces that can really take that over, and whenever you put a face, or say if you even put like a monster heel with the intercontinental belt, well, how come he's not going to challenge for the heavyweight belt, right? Like sometimes, like the intercontinental champion, if they're too over, they, they take away the limelight from from the heavyweight champion. Mm-hmm. So, I really like I really like that aspect of of his character. I I, I think you're right. He's a very serviceable champion. What I really like though is that he's now he's he is able to not have feuds with people that want to challenge him, but now he's taking on, on, on like the big boss, like a, like a Daniel Bryan, right? Like Daniel Bryan to him is like a perfect foil because Daniel Bryan is like he's hallowed ground, right? And this guy's able to poke poke at him and, and like kind of just show how silly and inept Daniel Bryan is in terms of what his character is now, and I really appreciate
0: that. Yeah, and and the nice thing with that too, like there's there's a um... There's a logical history with those two guys going back to when they made Miz uh, Daniel Bryan's uh, mentor in, in NXT and stuff like that, which was ridiculous. Um, and as stupid as that was back then, it's like it's this uh, it's this card that they can always play between the two of those guys whenever they need to, and it works. Um, and then the only other thing that I'll say um, in in response to, uh, to to your comparison to the honky tonk man effect was that there was never any point in time where I thought the WWE was better with Honky as the champion. So there is that certain thing where everybody hates them, and, and that drives this long title run. But there was never any point where I said, yeah, you know, Honky needs to have that belt. And I never thought I'd say Miz needs to have yeah. that belt, but the way it's working right now, I, I, think, I think that um, it would, it would lose, the
1: show would lose something if, if um, he wasn't the champion. And well, it, it's it's a segment that's always prepared, right? It's like it's like he can come out at any time, right, and have a segment and get and get the booze that the show wants, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: there's that, and and also I'll give credit to the way that they're booking him too. He's not he he does cheat and and um, he will he will do the chicken shit heel stuff from time to time, but. For the most part, he's he's winning matches, right? And that's what, and I think that's what we've been wanting out of those mid card champions. Like, gone, hopefully, gone are the days of the the Cesaro run where you're a champion for eight months and you win three matches, and every other time you're losing non title matches. What was the
1: Dolph's Yeah, yeah. So you know, the only thing with Miz, really, all he has to do is like get rid of that clothesline in the turnbuckle. Get rid of that move. The that his neckbreaker. It's kind of like, I don't know what the heck that is. Like, he you know, that move that he does, right? That that neck breaker that he does where he hits, he the, hits the guy's knee and then he does the neck breaker. I, I'm okay with that. I mean, it's not like it, it, it doesn't break me. But that, the only problem that I have with him is that stupid turnbuckle clothesline. That, that's the only thing. I, I have a problem with that. And the skull crushing finale, that's fine. That, that's a, that's a you know, to, to put in your turn, in your that's a chicken shit move, which is fine. Like, like, I don't have a problem with that move. And... It's a crappy move, but it does the job, and it's perfect for him. So there's only one other one other problem I have with with
0: um, his work in the ring would be that that one of his other main uh, finishers supposedly is the figure four, and but he, he stopped doing that. Now he still he still does it. But what he does is like and 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 things like you don't. We're watching a match, and you never think Miz is going to do a figure four because he'll spend like if it's a ten minute match, he'll never he'll never work the leg once. And then you get to, like, the eight-minute mark, and then he does, like, he does... Those, time to go home. No, he, like, he does, like, two or three moves where he attacks the leg, and you're like, oh, here he goes for the figure four again. It's like, if he could get to that that more old-style psychology of where you're you're working a joint over for an extended period of the matches, um, then I but, think... But
1: that style's path. I mean, that, that, that's nah, past. But there's other... Day, there's,
0: there's guys that... That's that scene it's time. I don't think so. I think... Uh, well, the Miz, the Miz isn't good enough to do that. Right, right but that that would be the one thing if he's going to keep trotting out that figure four then um i think that yeah but it, that, that's kind of nitpicking as to what it is I, I i think like just like i said surprising as it is that that i'm saying this i think i think he's doing a really good job
1: right now and, and he's having a great uh continental championship run usos about time, right? I, I like it quite a bit, and, and I, even, I even like they're not wearing that their stupid paint stuff. It yeah. was like white and red and stuff. Looks looks good, dude.
0: Yeah, they. Um, yeah, I was very happy that, that they got rid of the paint. Um, if they had kept the same gear, I wouldn't have had a problem with it. But I think the plane gear that they've gone to um, is it works really well. Um, I'm 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 really happy. I'm really excited to see what they can do because um, it's like okay when they first came in they were kind of heels just because. They're Simone. Yes, and uh, they and and at the time, they were kind of the foils for Tyson Kidd and Davey Boy Smith Jr. Right, so obviously you're gonna have those guys are gonna be the, the faces and the Usos. The Usos weren't good heels at the time, but you know they were they were super green. They were good in the ring, but they were really kind of learning like how to how to be performers, right? And then like they kind of took them away for a while, and then when they repackaged them, and brought them back. They were still green; like their ring work was great at that point. Mm. But in terms of character, they were terrible. But all you can really do with a team like that is make them like the happy baby faces that, and, and that's what they've been for for years now. And um, I think I think that the time is right where they needed a they need a strong heel team on SmackDown with with the way that this brand split's gone.
1: And and, and, and a team that could back it up, right? I mean.
0: And and but but the only question is like can they can they flip that switch and, and be that character and so far from the the two or three shows that I see them doing it they're they're doing a good job so I, I think I'm hoping that this experience that they've had they they've learned how to how to how to flip that switch and go heal um, um, I, I like they they've kind of had some subtle changes to their move sets now um, speaking of working leg right um, they they've done a really good job um, in working that leg. Um, and And uh, attacking like the back of uh, those couple guys' leg with that jumping kick and then going into like a a leg submission like so they they've changed the way that they approach it i i think there's a lot of potential here and and I think it's the right time and
1: uh um I like what I see so far well the good thing about them is that so whenever they're on the mic as baby faces, they're just annoying right they're just like really kind of uh. What's the opposite word for whitewash? It was, it was just kind of cliche, happy stuff. Yeah, cliche, happy stuff with like a kind of like a like with them trying to be street cred, right? Like them, them trying to talk talk to jingoism, right? Um, so when they did that, it was really annoying. Well, their their first interview that they did after they turned on uh, American Alpha, they still had that kind of shtick, but it worked this time because they were annoying as all hell, and that's what they're supposed to be. So uh, you know, it, it's I, I I think they're really green on the mic i you know and just with kind of all the old cliches that they're doing but not the heels that can get up with it
0: yeah i mean i think i think it's 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 almost um it's almost john cena ish um when they're trying to they're trying to like have this thug persona in the way they talk but be all happy and positive all the time
1: which which i don't i mean it was i don't think it was forced i mean the whole thing is like you know they're they're from like what, Roanoke Park or something like that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, San Francisco. Yes, yeah, yeah, same yeah, Roanoke Park, San Francisco, same thing. But but, but you know what I mean, right? So, right? But now
0: like now that they have that edge to them and, and they they, 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 can, they it, it's more credible that, in the way that they're talking, I think. So yeah, I think I think it works. I think it's a slow um, maturation and development in their characters over time. But I think I think they have the experience now to do it, I, I believe. And so I'm excited to see if they can really make a good run out of this because I don't think the ring work's ever been in question with those guys, and being what the roster is on SmackDown, like they really need that team to come through. So
1: good on them. So it's, it's, it's my turn now, right? Go ahead. Okay. So the um, yeah, Divas Division for SmackDown. Mm-hmm. I'm not opposed to it. I mean, I, I felt the. I mean, I'm not saying that the, the six the six woman free for all that they had this week. I'm not saying it was, it was a. I'm not saying it was a great match, but it was a. I think it was a very good match. It was entertaining. You're talking about the SmackDown one. The SmackDown one. Yes, the SmackDown, owners, one. Yes. Was, okay. the Smackdown yeah. one. Yeah, like oh, I thought it was. I didn't watch the. I didn't watch the pay per view one, but I mean the the whole thing is like they put the belt on the right person, right? Um, but I, you know, I, I kind of like a. Uh, I kind of like the performers. I think I think Nikki Nikki brings a lot of validity to to that division. Uh, I think what's her name uh, uh, with the. What Naomi? I think Na- I think Naomi and Nikki really you know I like them as the old guard, and I think they're able to kind of. The only one I don't like is Carmilla. Carmella's the only one I don't like. But I think she's serving her purpose. She's right? ser- yeah, yeah. She I mean she's she's a pain in the ass, and, and that's her whole point. But when, once they stop letting her talk, yeah, then I think she's been serving her purpose. Yeah, I mean, they, they were trying to make her like the female Enzo for a while, right? Like, like trying to. <laughs> well, that's how she was. on I, I understand that. Yeah, and, and that's kind of like when I first saw Enzo and Kaz, I was kind of like ah. Uh, who's this Carmelo chip, right? But when they took her out of the equation, I was like, "Oh, this guy's really good." But
0: I mean, the, the whole thing is,
1: uh, I'm, I'm really glad that what's her name uh, what won the match. I've, I've actually uh, Bliss, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I got her name right. Um, I've, I've. It's not like I'm saying like, wow, like she's really good. Like it's it's not like a Charlotte, uh, Sasha or Bailey type level. And I really like Bailey, but um, I, I like Alexa Bliss. I, I, I think. She she puts on entertaining matches. They're not great. They're not like you know you're you're dropping your mouth going like wow she's such a great worker. But I mean for the where she is right now, I think she puts on she puts on a serviceable match.
0: Yeah, so I'd say you know I I agree uh, with what you're saying about that match. And then it's it's kind of funny because I I didn't really care too much about the six the six woman match on uh, the pay per view, but I thought the five woman match um, on SmackDown worked really well and. um I mean, I think you hit the nail on the head with Nikki. Like Nikki brings a lot of credibility and another um, top level performer um, for that division. She she makes that division balance the way that it should be. Um, and and um, Naomi. Naomi is is I, I've always thought she was the most athletic one on the roster. It's just going to be a matter of time of when she figures it out. And I'm not saying she's there yet, but she she's making the strides and and she's kind of the person. That she needs to be to make that division work right now, um, and Carmella, uh, yeah, really, really bad um, mic work. But now that they've gotten that out of the way, like her as a foil to Nikki, like I think that works pretty well too. And she actually did a good job. Like the way that match was laid out was like really good. I, I thought Carmella was going to win it just because she had that point where she was just she wasn't even in the match for like ten minutes. Like so, you know, okay, where 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 when is she coming in, and, and where is she gonna? make her impact. Um, And she she came in and and did it right in the spot where, you know, Nikki was supposed to win, but then Alexa was able to pick up the pieces. Um, And I think Alexa Bliss does have a lot of potential. I think where... I think she might have been better served to stay on um, NXT and and learn it there, but I don't think there's that much of a problem with her trying to learn it on SmackDown. I think what you're going to... With her... I think the the, the comparison is going to be AJ Lee, okay? and and not in terms of character. I mean, in terms of character, who knows, right? Because um, you never would have seen AJ Lee becoming the character that she became. But um, in terms of just being like really small, and like AJ would just would get her ass kicked all over the place for for quite a while, and like you know, rightfully so, right? But then she was able to figure out a way to to like wrestle well enough that you could kind of that she became viable to a certain degree and then her character really took over so I think Alexa is gonna have to find that right it's like she she's so small out there that like you put her against like Nikki Bella just towering over there's no way she should should be able to beat her Becky the same way physically against Natalia like she should just get rolled every time but if she can figure out a way to you know work her ring style into something that's viable for the size that she has. Um, I I think she can make it work. So it can take some time, but, but, um, I think there's something there with her. She's not, I wouldn't write her off.
1: So let's, let's make the transition then because the person I, I mean, what, what are your thoughts on Bailey now? And, And before I get your thoughts on Bailey, let me extol my, uh, my thoughts on Bailey. Um, you know, I, I think. I mean, I, you can put her in the same class as Charlotte, um, Sasha, Becky. I think you can put her, put her in that same class of of, of just star power. What I, what I really like about Bailey, and, and don't get me wrong, it's like you know, watching a Sasha Banks match and a Charlotte match is totally different from watching a Bailey match. But you know, she's fought Oscar twice. Um, I, I felt that she she had a really. I mean, she also fought Sasha Banks as well. Uh, all three of those matches that she fought, I was into every single one of them. I think she has this innate ability to make you care about what she's doing. There's always kind of like a small little thread of an underdog role. And it's not so much that she's an underdog, but she, you kind of like feel her match, right? Like you kind of like, you, you get involved in that match and she can connect with the audience. There you go, yeah. And, and not only that, but I mean, not, with, not even the audience, but the, the people that are watching the match too. Like I think you generally care about her matches. And it's not a case of, like, me caring that, oh, I want her to win. But it, she just kind of has, like, this, I mean, I think she has that underdog thing going for her. I think she's a really good performer. And I think she connects to viewers and to the audience to the ways that Charlotte, Sasha, and Becky can. And, and, and I'm not saying that she does it better than but it's a, it's a different kind, right? Like, Charlotte and Sasha, you can really appreciate what they do. And, and you know you're going to see a great match with them. Uh, Charlotte, you know, is going to be like the perfect heel. Sasha is going to be like, you know, the perfect babyface, which is funny because they flop that, you know, in, in NXT, right? And then with Becky, you know, you know, Becky's just, you know, Becky's like just like that all around worker. And and I think Becky, in terms of me caring about her matches, she's the lowest on the list. I think Bailey kind of, I don't know, I think Bailey just kind of compliments everybody, and I just get really involved in the matches. Yeah, she she's good. Um... Because you you had a problem you, you had a problem with her in the past. Um,
0: I had a problem with her. Yeah, I guess so. I mean, I just thought they were they were building her up to something that she wasn't quite yet, right? And it's kind of the same problem that I had with Paige, right? People just talking to her up about all this. Uh, she's better than AJ Lee. Or she's like she's the, the diva of the future. And I was like, you know, she could get there, but I don't I don't see it now. Um, Bailey's gotten better. In this last year, she's she's grown into her character, and like
1: so, she reminds me of like it's like watching a Sami Zayn match to me.
0: I guess I guess that that's a pretty good comparison, right? Um, So I think that like the thing with her is I think so. Charlotte is playing this character that is like um, a character that's been done over and over. It's like the classic. It's an archetype character in wrestling started by who oh her dad yeah, right but but she's' doing it well.'
1: it's the first time you've seen like a, a a female worker
0: actually like doing, doing it in a good way yeah and and um sasha is is another kind of archetype of wrestler, right like like a cocky baby face that can back it up, right but Bailey's kind of a new type character, right it's it's not it's not something that's been done before and 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 it's something that i w- I kind of wouldn't think would get over and that maybe that was part of it. Maybe I had to get used
1: to what the character was. I, I think she has, like, a, a lot of Shawn Michaels in her. Like, and, and you, you didn't watch when Shawn Michaels kind of had, his, like, his baby face run as, like, Intercontinental Champion. Like, the, you know, <laughs> I don't want to get all Rikishi. But, but, like, people generally got behind him. Like, they actually cared about, like, the way he felt and, like, you know, like, him being upset or something like that, that, like, killed people. I think Billy's the same way. Yeah.
0: Um... I would like to see her be a little more assertive than she was on that Raw promo. Like, you if you think you deserve the title match, come out and say, I think I deserve a title match. And then, like, oh, well,
1: uh. well but, yeah. <laughs> um, um.
0: But, I mean, it, it makes sense for what her character is. And I think that's something that can develop, the confidence can develop. Because, like, no, she has the confidence. But I think, I think it's going in the right direction. I still think Sasha's um, the best of the three. But I think yeah, I think Bailey's right in there, and if, if Bailey wins, um, I, I don't have any problem with it. Compared to if any of those three end up winning a match, I think it's all viable. I will say, I think she needs to come up with something better than a belly to belly as a finisher. Um, I think that that's a pretty good signature move. Um, belly to belly. Yes. But, what, is that what they call it?
1: Yes. Yeah. <laughs>
0: but um, I, I don't think I think that's kind of a weak finisher if you're going to be like a top level champion. So that would, be my own, that would be my only, like, uh, really minor um, nitpicking right at, at Bailey's performance right now.
1: Speaking of finishers, Austin finisher. I love it, Dean. I'm, I'm becoming a believer of Austin Now, which because he's kind of got, like, three finishers. You, you know which one I'm talking, talking about. about. The, you know which one I'm talking the about. The submission? Yeah. The, the, the last chancery? The, the California dream. <laughs> right. Uh, he calls it the, the last yeah, chancery, yes, yes. Yes, I know.
0: Yeah. Glad, I'm glad that you're finally coming No, I mean,
1: I, I think last week, who did you face last week? Um, it wasn't a... It wasn't Jose again, was it? No, it, it was some... Oh, it was the other
0: uh, Mexican wrestler, right?
1: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that guy. Yeah. I got
0: that guy, was, that, that was a fun match. Yeah. I liked it. I, but, I'm I mean, still not a big fan of that guy, but...
1: You put on put on a good match, though. Yeah, I think, and then
0: those guys are... But, but
1: I think a lot of it was awesome Aries, <laughs> Right.
0: Yeah. I'm still really looking forward to... Uh, Whenever they, they they get on with this uh, Aries and Atami feud, I think I think that's going to be gold right there because Atami uh, was on tonight, not against Aries, but uh, had a had a good match against one of the guys from the Cruiserweight Classic, and uh, you know, I, just real briefly, like when you know, there's all this talk about Kenta when he came over and Hideo Atami, and really, his early work in NXT was like I was behind him on reputation, but. It was. I think it was tough him coming in around the same time as uh, as Balor because I think Balor was outshining him.
1: A lot of a lot of Cante. I mean, not not even It was a, who who are the three guys in WCW? Oh, and, um, and, and, um, Young Dragons. Yeah, a lot. Remind me a lot of Young, right. young Dragons. Yeah. And then I
0: think the other thing that that hurt him so much was they wouldn't let him use the GTS. Right, but I think maybe this time off with the injury, I think his English has probably gotten better. And now they're letting him use the GTS, and they're kind of... I think they're letting... Well, what, what
1: does that have to do with him, like, speaking English?
0: Well, he, he can... Because he couldn't say the G. <laughs> no, it wasn't... They wouldn't really let him talk too much. Yeah. And then now he can... Now he's, like, he's able to speak at least... Um, not necessarily cutting promos, but he's been talking, junk with Austin Aries or whatever he has to say. Like, it's its enough, right? And and then... But him him getting the GTS back, I think, is everything. And I think... Is, I'm, I'm enjoying the two matches, the two or three matches I've seen since he's come back. Um, I'm, I'm pumped up again for Kenta because there was a moment there where, before he had gotten hurt, where I was wondering if that guy was even really going to make it. Uh, but he looks kind of like, and I think maybe timing's everything, right? Because now with the with the call ups and there's more opportunities on NXT, so they can put him in more of a featured role. Um, but I'm, I'm liking what I'm seeing right now out of Hideo Itami, and I was I was kind of concerned that it was never gonna. Come to fruition um,
1: in his early run. So, sp- staying on NXT, Samoa Joe comes out and he's uh, he uh, commentates on uh, Shinsuke's first title defense. It was it was bad to say the least. I mean, just really. I mean, Joe was just terrible on the mic, and I don't know if that's the best situation to put Joe in, where he has to do that. And and this this is the problem that I have. It's not so much with Joe, but and the whole thing is like you could tell he was trying to, he was trying to like talk on the mic, right? It's like, dude, I'm like, I've read you in interviews, like you've done interviews, like I, I you know, your interviews have been really good, like the things you say, I'm like, how come you just can't be an extension of that? You know, like you don't have to like try to be a, cer- a certain way or a certain role to kind of to fit that. I, I just, I just don't get it. I, I just don't get why, first they put him in a situation like that. And then two, why he feels that he needs to play a certain role like just be yourself Dean. you know
0: um you're talking about last week last week yeah okay so I'd say watch watch this week and then see if maybe it makes more sense um so I'm not I'm not disagreeing with you but um it, it it might make more it might make a little more sense if you see
1: uh the episode that happened uh, earlier this evening so he he makes amends he says why he sounded like such a bumbling idiot on the week before um, um. <laughs> I, mean, I don't know what you want me to say here. Uh,
0: you, you you want to be
1: surprised or whatever, or do you want? You want to be no, I mean the and the whole thing is like so. Shinsuke is Shinsuke is gonna fight, right? Does Joe like interfere?
0: Oh, uh, Shinsuke doesn't fight today. Okay. Um, so Joe basically comes out and like he's kind of playing the. He he explains kinda of why, that he basically says that like, he's been he's been a punk for like the way he's gone about his business, but he was just really driven to get that title and then he didn't know how to handle it when he lost, but he had a ton of respect for Nakamura and then he wanted to like come out and personally like, you know, tell him he respected him and stuff. And then so they came out, they had their little face to face, Joe shook his hand and then he walked away and then he came back, he beat the crap out of him. So it was like Why'd you give
1: that why'd you give that away for, dude? So I think
0: I think what he was doing was kind of a ruse to be like like almost teasing like a baby face turn like um, you know I'm I'm gonna make amends and, and and be a be a born again good citizen and then he went right back to being Joe so I wouldn't worry about it too much
1: yeah okay so Joe, Joe is Joe Joe is
0: still Joe yes right. and it looked like he might not be for a minute and then uh, you know it wasn't it wasn't as great as the uh, as the Mark Henry uh, um, Retirement speech? Yes, Salmon Suit uh, in <laughs> Tears promo. I like that salmon suit. <laughs> that's what he do. Let's see, let's see. Um you know we, we talked a bunch about SmackDown. We didn't really talk too much about Raw. So um, uh,
1: I was I was glad that it's not a three year for the title, dude. You? you know, like I think that was one of the first times I've actually like is there gonna be a three year for the title? So I don't think that's established right now because oh, because, because Rollins yeah. got
0: involved. And you also have the other, the other. Uh, with Russo, right? Yeah, yeah, the other thing going with Rusev. So yeah, no, I I, I agree. Um, I think it'd be better off if it's a one-on-one match. Um, well, let me ask you, what do you think? What do you think about? It
1: sucks. What? Whatever you're gonna say. Okay.
0: No, what do you think about um, the way that Seth Seth Rollins' character is going right now? Like, uh, it's kind of selling. Like, you would assume that there was a, a baby face turn, and I can't really tell if he's doing a baby face turn. Like there's certain elements that would indicate that he is, but he's still and and he's still keeping the character of kind of being a, a jackass at times when he's back there talking to Foley and stuff like that. So I I can't really I am not sure. I I don't you know, I don't mind him having the attitude and being a baby face. I don't have any problem with that. Um but yeah, I want to see what you think about that turn. You think that turn is really happening? And you think he's going to stay more like a great character as a babyface?
1: I think I think Foley inhibits a lot of people's growth. I just I I have a real problem with Foley being on TV. I think he's a I think he's a big waste of time. Um, you know the the whole thing that he had way back when as Mankind, or even when he became Mick Foley or Mankind, or you know all all four of those characters, whatever it was. Uh, that time's done, dude. I mean, I, you know, fully. He's not. He's not entertaining. I mean, the whole thing is like he has to. He has to be in the ring to be entertaining. I, I just don't get that character. I, I, th- I think it's a big. I think it's a big waste of time. Like I think him and Stephanie McMahon. I, I just think they just bogged down the show. Um, you know, Seth, he can do whatever the hell he wants to do. I mean, whether he's going to be a baby face or a heel, I really don't care. I mean, I mean the whole thing is like I just want to see that guy in the ring. And whatever he does, I mean Seth. This ever since he came into the WWE, whether he was a face or whether he was a heel, he was always the most like. He's not even unpredictable. He's predictable in who he's gonna be, and it's it's just kind of like this is who I am. Like you know, like it or, or you don't, and it, it's it's. I think it's refreshing to see because I mean the whole thing is like you look at like a guy like Randy Orton, who's supposed to be a face or he's supposed to be a heel and he puts 150% to be a face, which doesn't work. He, he does 150% as a heel, and it doesn't work. Seth has shown um, that even when he tries to be a heel, he does it better than everybody else. So uh, he, he just gets a free pass from me. I, I really don't care where he goes. I don't care what direction it is that, that he's going to be. I really like the balance of what Raw is right now, right? Like Because you don't have... You know, you you have a bunch of heels, right, and Seth Rollins is a part of it. You have Kevin Owens, you have Chris Jericho. You really don't have, like, the babyface, like, the babyface, like, because Rollins, not Rollins, uh, Reigns, even though they try to put him in a babyface position, he's supposed to be the babyface. He's not a babyface. So whenever you have, like, a main event, whether it's, like, Kevin Owens, Chris Jericho, uh, Rollins, and Roman Reigns, Who's the face in this whole thing, right? And, and what basically ends up is that what the face is, is the face is the wrestling that you watch in the ring. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't answer your question, but I really don't care what he does you know, with Rollins. I mean, I think he's, I think he's a great character, and, and the whole thing is, like, I don't think they're trying to make him a great character. I think they just say, go out there and do what you want to do. Okay, so, so you're saying that whatever they're doing works with him? Yeah. Okay.
0: I just don't know, like, yeah. I, I don't know what the end game is, I like watching Seth Rollins, so, um, I'm, I'm in for the ride, um, but, you know, it just seems like, uh, it seems, it, it feels like they don't know what they want to do with him, and whether it's gonna be a, a face turn or not, and I'm fine with him being, I, I think he's been a great heel, um, I would, I would kinda like to see what it would be like to have, like, Seth Rollins as, on, like, a, like, a legitimate, like, baby face, why, just to see how how good he would be at it. Like I, I like seeing you know wrestlers from back in our day, right? You know that was one thing that, as 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 Flair talked about, right? One of the main reason why he could say Steamboat was never was never going to be the greatest because he can only be, be a baby face, right? You got guys like Ric Flair who's been a great baby face and he's been a great heel. Hogan was a great baby face and a great heel, and I just want to see. I'm not, I'm not saying it has to happen right now, but at some point I'd like to see cause, cause, because 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 Fans want to like Seth Rollins, right? Even when he's a heel, people still like Seth Rollins. So I'm just curious to see, like, if they fully committed to him being a babyface, like, how over would this guy get?
1: Well, but I don't, I don't, I don't know if you can do the old try-and-true method of making him a babyface, right? I mean, like, Roman Reigns, they tried making him, like, the next babyface. That didn't work. Sheamus is the exact same thing. They tried to make him the next babyface. That didn't work. The Miz, for a small part, they try to make him the next big babyface. You know, you you talked in the beginning of this program, talking about like AJ Styles, like, you know, you wanted him to be the champion because there's a a history of them not giving the belt to the hot guy at the right time. I kind of feel that there's a history of, of if you try to define a performer that is doing fine on his own without any rules and you gave him a role of being your top heel, but he made it that much more, where like he didn't, that didn't confine who he was. He, all of a sudden, he started cutting great promos, like really good promos. And then his work in the ring, you're watching, like dude, like he's the best. He's the best performer that WWE WWE has right now. I think they have such a they have such a bad track record with babyfaces. I, I don't want I don't want them to do any direction with, with with Seth Rollins except for let Seth Rollins be Seth Rollins and see where it takes you.
0: Yeah, and I'm totally fine with that if that takes him to being a babyface, right? Even, like, the time when, like, Roman Reigns was kind of, like, becoming that great character and some people were kind of getting behind him, a lot of people were still booing him, uh, but he was just being kind of who he was for a while and and it was working for a couple of months. Like, even if it's that type of babyface run that that Seth Rollins, I don't want him to completely change who he is, okay? But if, by the way that it's booked or by the way certain things happen, he becomes more of a babyface, but... He still has the edge to him. I just want to see how far they can carry that. I agree. I don't. I don't want. I don't like it when all of a sudden they take a guy that was really like had a lot of guile as a heel, and then they just make him this like goofy good guy. Right? I, I'd like him to be the good guy that is still like crafty and all that
1: stuff, and see see where it could go. Yeah, because because I think that's really how you foster like the next big star, right? I mean. The the most recent examples were, I mean, Daniel Bryan and CM Punk, right? Like, especially, like, Daniel Bryan, I think, it's a perfect case, right? Like, they try to give him something, it got over as all hell, and they're like, all right, like, well, let's see where this goes. Like, they they didn't, you know, they put him in babyface situations, and and I think Daniel Bryan knocked it out of the park because that's who he is. I don't think Seth Rollins is like that. I, I don't think Seth Rollins can be your typical babyface. Do I think he can be the guy that has a ton of indie cred, um... Or street cred with with WWE fans, or smart cred. He he already has it, and if if you put in a case where he's facing against heels and winning against them, um, I think he'll be fine. The only problem that you have right now is that you you know the guy that he's supposed to face, if Mick Foley and, and the stupid writing crew doesn't mess it all up, is another guy that's the same way. Like Kevin Owens has a ton of street cred, so you have two guys that have a ton of street cred. And and I, and I think this is the direction that it's going. Is like I'd rather see it go like the New Japan direction, right? Like, put your two your two best performers. Don't worry about who's who's good or who's bad. Like you can have like a semblance of what it is. Like even like New Japan has like uh, Team Chaos and like Tanahashi versus Tanahashi, right? Like you never see Team Chaos. Like you just know like they're part of this like little stable, but it doesn't mean anything. But you know like okay, well Team Chaos has like Okada, it has Shinsuke, you know. People don't like, you know. People like Akata, but they don't like Okada when he's facing this guy. Mm-hmm. Same thing with Shinsuke, right? So I'd rather just see like the two best performers in the ring have sometimes a semblance of whether they're faces or heels. But um, you know, and, and I think that's kind of the one criticism I'll have like of Kevin Owens right now. I was like, dude, I'm like, you don't need to talk so much in the ring. You don't need to like tell Roman Reigns like, oh, are you the guy? Are you the guy? It's like, dude, just shut up and wrestle. You like, you know, you're you're a good heel unto itself. I like that.
0: Uh, I like his. I like his in-ring trash talk. I'll, I'm going to disagree on that part, but I do agree. Like if if they go to more of a bunch of great characters type situation, I, I don't have any problem with that. Uh, I'd be fine.
1: Well, with, without without trying to establish great characters, I mean, and I think that's what the good thing that they have right now is that you have guys like Seth Rollins, you have guys like Kevin Owens that um, that could, are, are that great character, and then at the same time you, you pair him with guy You know, you pair him with guys like. Chris Jericho, Chris Jericho, who's like the monster heel. I mean, not a monster heel, but like he's like the heel. Like right. you know, like but he still, but, but he people like still, him. Yeah. But they, but they accept the fact that he's the heel, and they're going right? to right. And then you have like a guy like Roman Reigns, where like people hate him, but he still gets a huge pop, and he gets cheered for some parts of the match. He gets booed for the other parts of the match. It's just a you know any main event with Raw, and, and you know I'll tell you this right now, like Roman. Roman has, and I think I said this before, Roman has, I felt, it has had a good run as a performer. Uh, you know, we talked about this last time, about two weeks ago, but, I mean, the, the guy moves the needle either way, right? Like, you know, either you love him or you hate him. And That's what makes Roman Reigns in the WWE universe so great. Well,
0: and on top of it, the thing, the thing that I think gets overlooked more than anything is he puts on great matches yeah. pretty much every time. And I think that's, like, people are really blinded
1: in... in, in in their denial about that, they're 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 blinded by the light. They're wrapped up like a douche in the middle of the night. Is, is that the actual lyric? I think so. <laughs> I just made it, but yeah, you know, blinded by the light. I know the song. Yeah, well, well, they say they're wrapped up like a douche. Do they? Yeah. <laughs> is it? I don't sit there and
0: listen to that song too much, but I I know I know of what it is. But I, I'm surprised that that would be the lyric. Well,
1: they, they they play it in grocery stores a lot. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah along with the uh, the never ending story S- Steven Derillo, or who's that guy you know, Jason Darillo. yeah yeah Jason Derulo yeah okay. he, he has a little commercial in, in this grocery store over here does he it's like Jason Derulo at your service and so like you know I'll, I'll be in there for like five hours and we're like working on a working on something in, in produce or whatever and that, that commercial comes on like five times and I go I was like who the fuck is Jason Derillo, <laughs> and why the hell is he at my service and, and they're like well he does this song Like, when they start singing I'm like never heard that song but, but I have her wrapped up like a douche. Okay. Yeah. All right. Um, let's see. I, I'm just throwing you curveballs, dude. I just want to see if you can, uh, you know, roll with the punches. Yeah. No,
0: I, I I'm familiar with that part of the chorus. I just never knew the next line uh, had a had a had a douche reference. <laughs>
1: but you, you learn something every day. Uh, let, let's go. Uh, let's let's finish off. Uh, let's finish this podcast talking about. Uh, you know, you called it. You called it. And I'm going to give you total credit for it. Uh, Heath Slater. Uh, stuff is great, dude. I mean, he just keeps on adding new wrinkles to the whole thing. The shirt's good. I want to get the New Day shirt. I like that New Day shirt, dude. Yeah, are you gonna, what about what about the new Heath Slater shirt? I kind of like that. Yeah, I like... I got Keith. Yeah. yeah. I got I need this job. You I, I, I like it. Dude. Yeah.
0: Xavier <laughs> said he wants to get that shirt. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I didn't see it unfolding the way that it did. Um, but...
1: No, you kind of. I mean, well, you, I didn't. I didn't. You, you knew that he was a star in the making. Yeah, what I, I
0: thought. I mean, I, I I could foresee that they were going to win that tournament, but I didn't see. that. I, 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 I foresaw that. I foresaw. It. You thought American Alpha was going to win. And
1: no, no I, I. No, 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 no. Well, I don't know if that's right, but uh, no. Like, I I I, 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 uh, I championed that. You know, I said you know Heath Slater and Ryno you know are going to win. Okay.
0: You know. Well, um, I didn't see them going with the the injury angle and stuff, but um, you know that the way it all played itself out about work. And I think, as funny as it is, like, Rhino, Rhino is the guy that, like, really makes it all legitimate, right? So Slater can kind of go around and, uh, and and be, like, the the, the bumbling guy that, that gets beat down. And then, um, you know, you think, like, Keith Slater's kind of a joke and, it's like, you know, it's not going to look good if Heath Slater beats uh, the Usos. But then all of a sudden you see, okay, Rhino comes in and he starts uh, smashing people and putting gores all over the place. And he's like, oh yeah, this is the hammer in this tag team. And that's like just a good combination of it, right? He's very entertaining. Um, he's still pretty solid in the ring. Uh, but then then when it kind of comes down to having someone come in and, and, and put, put, the, put the smash on people, Rhino comes in and does it really well. So I think the dynamic of that team is really good. And then it, it's funny that... It, it it took until me actually watching um, that backlash to figure out, I was like, oh, these guys are like baby faces now, right? Because I, you know, I kept foreseeing them kind of being like this heel team, but right, right. when I got to the finals, I was like, no, these, these guys are like the babyface tag team, and,
1: and it works. Well, I, I think you don't have that dynamic without Keith Slater just being nothing for like the longest time. And even Rhino, too. I mean, when I, I mean, Rhino did his WWE run, they tried to make something out of him as a singles competitor it didn't work out, and they tried to throw Edge and Christian with him, and it was too late by that time, right? Like, he just got lost by the wayside. So you have, you know, you have all these, you have all these old, you know, these older veterans, and I felt when I saw him at NXT, I was like, alright, dude, and I'm like, you know, they're not pushing him, they're making him, they're making him a serviceable opponent, you know, he can win, he can lose, I really don't care. And I, I think that's kind of, what makes those two, Slater and Rhino work so well, is that it's like, you don't care if Slater wins, you don't care if he loses, it's just kind of like, okay, like, because when this first storyline first started, I was like, dude, I'm like, ah, I'm like, okay, I've, I've, if, if they're gonna try like the whole kind of like, you know, I need a contract angle and storyline, I'm like, ah, you know, whatever, dude. But you, I think you, you start adding writing in there, yeah, add it, it adds legitimacy, and then it gets to the point where they're winning, and it's kind of like the whole thing. It's like kind of like the same thing with the Miz, right? Like same type of thing. It's like they're winning, they're winning, they're winning. The way they're winning isn't really good, but it, it's. They have, like, enough of a backlog now where they're, like, winning that you kind of get used to it. And then when they face, like, a team like the Ascension, you know they're going to win, and who cares, right? It's like... That they botched that one move so bad.
0: God. Like, every time, like, I try to...
1: I There's try to... Yeah.
0: And, and and honestly, it's not even... Um, it's 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 just that guy, Connor, man. I, I think Victor's really good to do like, I wonder how. You, you're
1: like the Slaughter Brothers, right? It's not Conor. It's Conor. <laughs> yeah, it's Conor. Yeah. Hey, it's Conor.
0: Yeah, he's the guy's terrible, and he's terrible, man. I, I mean, I, I think Victor could do so much more. I think, like, probably, yeah, he's best suited to be part of a tag team, but his partner's
1: just killing him right now. I, I feel like we're in the scene of Criminals Way, where uh, they play the tape of uh, of Kleinfeld and, and that that one that one cop from the street goes. Yeah, He's like, Are "You gonna bust for this guy?" <laughs> Sheister tried to set you up, bury you, <laughs> Jack. Al <Jack. laughs> goes, "Are we done here?" <laughs> <laughs> Pretty
0: much. I mean, there's not much. Even like when they came out, like they had like a like this like not aired promo that I saw online a couple weeks ago, and I was like, "Okay, it's going in the right okay. direction, okay. right?" Okay, I, I'll, I'll give them I'll give them another shot. They came out. They had like a little bit of a different look. They had the different uh, face paint. I mean, it wasn't like a great promo, but they didn't embarrass themselves when they were talking coming down to the ring. But then, gets in the ring, the guy just absolutely botches it, and they—he was getting booed out the out of the arena. Yeah, they, yeah. Everybody, it's uh, just ugly, man. Not
1: I like Victor. Victor's he's a he's a good worker. He's got he got to drop that zero. Get with this zero. Just <laughs> saying yes. I don't want to. Uh, I think Jason Derulo sang, sang back up on that song. You? you think so? <laughs> wiggle, wiggle. <laughs>
0: Is that the song? Wiggle Wiggle. Uh, that's one of them. Yeah. Yeah. He had like two uh,
1: relatively big hits a couple of years back, and and now he's doing uh, now he's doing commercials for for a grocery stores. Yeah. Yes. And he's at your service. you got to hear it. I hate it. It it just it's it really chaps my high
0: dude. It's it's like I said. It's it's similar to uh, back when I was working at um,
1: yes. Home and, Depot. Listen, was it Home Depot? Or was it a But also, no. When you're working at Barbecue's Galore with with those guys with the banjos and stuff,
0: right? Oh well, that yeah, yeah. Hey, little Iron Man, little little lion man. Man.
1: (laughs) Um, (laughs) But no, the
0: the the worst was because that one we could, yeah, that that one was kind of bad. But I think it was just like a radio station. But the worst was uh, when I was at Home Depot, and then they had whatever whatever like satellite radio that they were looped in. And it was basically, like, maybe at most, like, a two-hour loop of of songs. And every single day I was in there, at least four times, they'd be playing the never-ending
1: story. (laughs) (laughs) And then I just... Good song, dude. uh, By the the Carpenters, right? (laughs) The Carpenters. I'll trade you. No, no, no. No, The the worst is is when you work in a grocery store. And around uh, mid-November... They start playing all the Christmas carols, dude. Mm-hmm. And, and they play the boys' choir, you know, singing like, it's really, really, it's not even like, if, if the boys' choir sang like Little Drummer Boy, I'd, I'd probably be happy, right? Like, Little Drummer Boy, that, that that's a nice song, dude, you know, bum, bum, bum. But they've seen this other song, like, God, it's terrible, dude. Like, you, you hear like all the, and I just kept like, man, like, I hope, I hope all those boys have their jewels going, dude. I hope they didn't make them like Castrati or something, dude, because that's what they sound like, you know? But, and then that one, I saw Mommy kissing Santa Claus. This song about like, this like, five-year-old kid, that, that, that's torture, dude. Isn't it Michael Jackson? No, dude, no. It's like another version of it? It's another version. Okay. Yeah. No, Michael Jackson, that's a cover by Michael Jackson. Right. I know it's not. Yeah.
0: Yeah. That's the version I'm familiar with. Michael Jackson.
1: <laughs> Michael J. Jackson. Yeah, All right, so uh, I have my boy, uh, Betta Hamidoulos, over here. I'm Bad News Robin. Uh, good seeing you again. It's, it's been a while, man. It's been a long time. Chubby, chubby, wiki wiki. Two weeks. <laughs> it's in two weeks. Um, I'm the, I'm the bottle on the top shelf. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the bottle on the bottom. I'm on the top shelf. Uh, we will uh, check you out hopefully next week. Hopefully our schedules will uh, smooth out a little bit. But it's been rough. it's, it's, it's been real. The, the struggle's been real. Been struggling and stride. Uh, Bet I'm a jealous. I'm here, and uh, we will check you out next week. Global warming. Oh.
0: Somebody called the morgue. I just caught a D.O.A. Two to the head. I shot the bitch for a day. No.